Hey, this is Bradley Weber, and I'm super pumped that you're joining us today. If you're a part of our Release City family, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you on our social media platforms at Release City Church or on our website at releasecitychurch.org. There, you can stay connected with what's happening within the ministry, as well as giving options and opportunities to connect with other Release City family around the world. Now, I hope today's message encourages you and inspires you to run your race and become all that God is calling you to be. Now, let's jump into today's message. So happy Mother's Day to all the driving mamas. How many drove your kids to basketball practice, cheer practice, soccer practice, Then you and then you got home and you had to make supper, then you found out there was a school project and you had to run back out to town and had to go to Walmart, pick up some things. You got home and she forgot to tell you or he forgot to tell you there was one other thing you needed to get, so then you went back to town, huh? Come on, somebody. Mama, my, that's, that's a hardcore mama. Now, she, you may have had a mama that, that said something to you as she walked out the door. might have been like, you come get in the car with me, we're going together. Or it might have been something ugly that she had to repent for when she got in the car. Oh, my gosh, my kids made me crazy. Huh? Hardcore mamas, we are so grateful for all of you and all that you do. I want to recognize my mom, Cindy Shirley. Sometimes she drops in on, on the, the live feed. I don't know if she's watching today or listening to my podcast later, but I love you. Thank you for putting up with me. How many knows that's hardcore? Any of y'all that watched me grow up, you knew that was hardcore. So my mom, I'm thankful for her. I also want to honor I've been good. I've been real good. I want to honor Robin in heaven for Mother's Day. She put up with me and saw, saw me through some of the most darkest, crazy, jacked up decisions that I made. And she was my buffer. Yes, she was my buffer with my father. She helped protect my assets. Okay? <laughs> she helped. That might have been one of those things in my mind just said you probably shouldn't have said that. But anyway, it just fell out. She protected me, and she guarded me, so I'm very thankful for her. I'm also very thankful for my wife, who is serving in kids today, um, and, and I'm thankful for her because not only did she raise three beautiful, strong-willed um, girls, but she is still raising a 46-year-old, I think, I think, it's, I think, I don't even know. Y'all know you stop counting after 25, you just throw a number out there, and it sounds good, right? So, but she's been raising me for a long time, and I'm thankful for my wife. She puts up with a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She puts up with a lot, and she wears lots and lots of hats from being a mom, a pastor's wife, um, uh, an assistant principal at the school, and she's just, she's phenomenal. And so she's not even hearing any of this, so I'm just honoring her because I believe that the words you speak are powerful, whether she's in here or not. How many know it's not all about the brownie points? But I want to speak to you today. It's a, it's a very simple message, I, and it's simple because I'm just a simple guy. I'm, just, I'm one of those that I needed my mama today because I forgot to put my belt on. So if I'm doing this number, you know that I'm missing somebody in my life. Somebody forgot to tell me to, to pull my, put my, yeah, to do all that. So I'm just a simple guy. So today's going to be a simple message. I want to speak to you for the next few moments from this subject, Things Mama Said. Y'all remember that song? 
Mama said there'll be days like this. Mama said there'll be days. She did. She did. She said, Mama, how many of you had a mom who didn't say a lot, but when she did speak, it didn't leave anything else to be said? Like, you knew what was up when Mama said. Y'all had a mama like that? I'm talking about a hardcore mama. Like, Mama said that's all she needed to say. There wasn't nothing else to say. You better get in there and do it, young man. Huh? Say, oh, me. My mom had a way, my, my mom had a way of getting to the truth when I would try to hide the truth. Y'all know what that is, right? That's called a lie. I, there was something about, you know, if you didn't want to go to school, you would like fake being sick. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody else? Oh, y'all just, y'all, y'all just love school, loved your, your teachers. And so there were days where I was really sick, sick, and I knew that I didn't have to go to school. But there were other days she knew that, that I was playing sick. because, And she always came up with this new policy, this procedure, where she'd say, if you're too sick to go to school, Bradley Wayne, you too sick to go outside and play later on this afternoon. Somehow, miraculously, I don't know, it was like heaven came down and touched me and I was forever made whole because it was more important to go outside and play. Now, now, when I say go outside and play, I lost some of y'all because if you're not a millennial, you have no idea what outside was the place that we would go and spend hours. Where's my child? Angela Grace, are you listening? Outside is a place that we would literally go. Like from after we ate breakfast, we'd skip lunch and we'd stay out there all day. Mama had to call us into the house for dinner. What, what, anybody else? Because playing, see, playing, playing nowadays involves AC, some chair that they call, you know, it's like a smart chair. Like, it's some chair that reclines and it, and it like, tucks them and, and they can put these headphones on and talk to their friends. No, 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 dog. We, when we wanted to see our friends, we didn't see them through a TV. I'm talking about for all y'all gamers today. I'm picking on some people. I know there's some adults in here that do that too. But, but if we wanted to see, if we wanted to talk to our friends, we actually had to go out. We didn't even have cell phones back then. We had to go out and, and hang out with them, and, we, and that's, what, that's what we did. We would go outside and play. And it was so funny because I, I had this technique. I'm telling on myself. There is going to be some spiritual stuff this morning, by the way. I, it's not just going to be some funny, cute things that Mama said. But I had this thing. This may be a little disgusting, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you. This thing where I could take my fingernail and I could scratch the inside wall of my, I'm not going to demonstrate, but I could scratch the inside wall of my nose and it would make me sneeze uncontrollably. No, I'm serious. Because I ha- as a kid, I had really bad allergies, and, and which, which really worked in my favor because I didn't have to go mow the grass anymore. Once I got old enough to mow the grass, then for what, I'm serious, for whatever reason, I started having allergy problems and my eyes would swell up. It doesn't happen anymore, but, um, but, but it did back then. And so I recognized that mom, she petted me more when that happened. And so, and I didn't have to go to school. And I don't know, I don't know how I, I came across this phenomenon called scratching the inside wall of your nose. Now, you do have to go back far enough, okay? I'm just saying to, to get that spot. But it would make me have like sneezing attacks. Like, for real. And I could stay out of school. So that one, she, well, she knows now. I never, I have never told, I never told anybody. I don't think she really did. Because I, I, it really worked. She knows now, though. Scratching the inside of your nose. Okay, now for the reading of God's word. Now that we got all that out the way. I told you it was a simple message. Spe- oh, 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 speaking of powerful words, Robin would say, Robin would say, Bradley Wayne, 
Do you want me to tell your dad when he comes home? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. You want me to take the trash out? I need to mow the grass? It don't matter if I sneeze all day. I, I, whatever you need me to do, I'll do that. Brother Wayne, do you, need me, do you need to let your dad know? Remember I told y'all, dad in the school system, he had that paddle, and it didn't matter. He'd bring it home. He'd put it in the back of that red. He'd bring it on to the house and let me know what's up. And there was one that, that Robin would say for Brittany. Some of y'all know this one. But anytime Brittany would do something that, I, I, and Brittany never lied. I'm, not that I know of because Brittany was, she was, she was amazing. She still is amazing. But anytime that Robin wanted to get to the truth of the matter, she would say, Jesus knows. Y'all remember that? Jesus knows. And I'm telling you, and we still use it today. I actually will drop that one on her sometimes. Like if she says, hey, hey, you want to come out to eat with you? Well, I got to go do that. I said, Jesus knows. So, anyway. Because the truth is, Jesus does know. You can use that on your spouse. I don't even have to tell you anything else. You just got, you just got freedom in your home, freedom in your relationship. I just gave you the word. Jesus knows. Yes, he does. Nudge your neighbor, tell him, say, Jesus knows. Jesus knows. Mom's had a way with words. Mom's had a way with words. Don't roll your eyes at me. Huh? Y'all remember that one? Make that face again. Your face will freeze like that. No, that's not even medical. But y'all, did you say stuff like that to the boys? Becky, did you say? Make that face again. You'll freeze that way. And I'll be in the bathroom going, is it going to freeze? No, it's not. It's not even medical. But it works. It works up until the teenage years. Then you're like, mom, stop, please. Just, just stop. Just stop. It's not even medical. If you, had, if you had a good mom, if you had one of those hardcore moms, you'll be able to finish these sentences. If I want your opinion... Yeah, how about this one? When you start acting like an adult, here's one. I've had it up to here. Well, some of y'all came from different homes. <laughs> and I never knew where here was. Here, some days here was here, and some days here was here. Like some days, you could, and, I, and I watch this with Amy and Ansley a lot. Like there'll be a lot of playing and, and just, just just joshing with each other and and answer like whatever mom and they keep on laughing but she tries to say whatever the next day whatever just took a whole new level it's like whatever was cool yesterday but what, whatever today whatever today will get you knocked out huh come on somebody <laughs> pastor pray for me and my mother's relationship i'm sick and don't ever ask your mama what she's tired of and don't tell her to go take a nap because she's tired that will get you busted too if you don't stop crying, I'm going to give you something to cry about. I told y'all Dennis Weber would put something on your backside. Ajax would not take off. It would be there for the rest of your life. Don't make me get up and don't make me get up and come over there. I got real smart one time. I said, you don't have to. Just stay right there. And I still walk with a limp for that one right there. <laughs> I, I tell you. But growing up in, in, a, in a church and growing up as a PK, I, I had lots of mamas. Some of y'all were my mama when I needed. Because how many know sometimes when, when your mom and dad aren't around, there needs to be a, there needs to be a um, uh, uh, stealth mama, you know, stealth. Like coming in on stealth mode, she'd be watching out for you. And so I'm thankful. Had lots of ladies in the church, had lots of ladies in the community that spoke into my life, and I am where I am today, and I, and I have a lot of the, the functions that I do um, because of mamas 
in my life. And let me just say this. If you're a mom or a dad here today and you have children, they still live in the house with you, regardless if they live in the house with you, speak life into them. Because everything around them is speaking death. They see it on the music they listen to. They see it on the programs they're watching. It's basically trying to take away from their hopes and dreams. You need to tell them, baby, girl, whatever you want, you can do it. Jesus has got your back, and mom and daddy are here for you. And if you're a single parent, then you it's not that you have to work overtime because the Bible says where two or three are gathered, Jesus is there. And you got Jesus, and all you need to know is you just lean into him, and he'll help strengthen you for the journey that you have. Amen. Speak life. Speak life. So today on Mother's Day, I want to give you three things. Everybody take out your notes because they're going to be simple. But how many knows it is the simple things that we struggle with the most? And all the mamas said, amen. So I want to give you three practical takeaways from the service. Are you ready for it? Here's the first one. It was something that both dad and Robin um, would, would, would say and they lived it out every day. It was a culture that they created in our home and instilled in all three of us. And it's our first point, and it's this. Everything is going to be okay because God is in control. You've heard me over the past six months say that statement. God is still in control. God is in control. But sometimes you've got to add the still in there because how many knows there are things that will come against us that will cause us to doubt if he is even in control. And that's when you got to throw that still in there. It, regardless of what you're going through, it does not matter. God is still in control. You've heard me say it a lot. It's because that was, that was instilled in, in my life at a very young age. That God is still in control. Let's be honest. Trusting, trusting God, trusting that God's got it is a hard concept, especially when all hell's coming against you. It's hard to wrap our minds around the truth that God is in control when everything in society seems like it's out of control. It's kind of like driving a car. If you lose control of your car, what's the first thing? If your car starts to veer off, what do we do? We snatch the wheel. That is very dangerous. My, my car actually has a feature where it, it, it knows if I'm outside of the lines. And it took me a while to get used to this. And, 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 and if I started to graze over, I, I could feel the, I could feel, y'all, anybody got one of those? I could feel the tug of the steering wheel and it would actually startle me and I would snatch back. It's the same thing what we do with God. It's almost like that, that, that driving thing, sensor that my car has. It's, it's kind of like the Holy Spirit with us. He, he will, if your life is surrendered to him, he will help keep you in the lines. Don't snatch the wheel. He's got you. Because a lot of times if you snatch the wheel, we got to have to call 911 because you've overcorrected. Don't snatch the wheel. Write that down. Don't snatch the wheel. And when you say, when you say, as in the song is Carrie Underwood, Jesus, take the wheel. Once you surrender to him and tell him to take the wheel, don't be trying to take, don't be trying to take control back. He does not need your help. Come on, somebody. Listen, you don't, have to, you don't have to snatch the wheel. Listen, when you live every day of your life understanding that you belong to God and that God has you and he's in control, that's all you need to, that's all you need to know. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says this. And this was, this was a verse that, that, was, that was 
instilled. I mean, dad, dad had verses. Dad had verses on little on little note cards on the front of that 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 uh, the the speedometer on that little red truck. I mean, there there will be verses there. There's actually there's actually a a a burnt in shadow of where cards have set on his on his dash of that little of that little red sitting in our driveway right now. It's because he was always memorizing scripture. When 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 dad passed and we moved in the home, he had stuff and and encouraging notes and things that he wrote to himself and he put them on the refrigerator. Guess where those still are today? On the refrigerator because sometimes I need I need the encouragement from my dad and it's his writing. I left them right where they were. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes the only way you can encourage, the first step to encouraging yourself is to turn off that other garbage. Turn off, just shut down Facebook for the, just, I'm not a big, Facebook can be good but it can also be damaging to your health spiritually and physically. Because I'm just of the belief that if I've got issues going on spiritually it will affect my health. TikTok too. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says this. Do not be anxious about anything. Say that word. Anything. Nada. Nothing. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Listen. Don't freak out. That's what, that's what dad would say. Don't freak out. Trust God. Trust God so much that you go to him first. That's a concept. We show where our trust is by the people we go to first. God is my ever-present help in trouble. I, I told y'all last week, it, it's not even Amy's responsibility to, to, get, to, to get me through. Huh? It's not your spouse's It's not your family member's responsibility. It's not even your pastor's responsibility. Because when it's all said and done, I'm not walking up to when we when we when you when we all stand before him, I'm not walking up there with you. It's between you and God. But the beautiful thing about a relationship is is that when when the things start coming down the line, he did, he did, he did, he did. I just believe Jesus Christ steps down and says, he's your advocate. He's the one that's going to step and go, I covered that. That, 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 I covered all that. But you can't be covered until you surrender. You can't be covered under the blood and those things unless you're surrendered. Somebody say, don't be anxious. Don't freak out. Listen, you don't have to go around telling everybody your business. Go to God. How, how do I go? I don't even know how. It says with a spirit of gratitude or thanksgiving. So what do I say, B? God, thank you for this mess. Yeah. Because if your life is surrendered to him, oh, you know that whatever happens, he's going to help get you through it. Father, thank you for whatever this is. God, he allows things to happen. Ask him, is this a test? What is this? Help me through it. Father, thank you that I'm going to learn something through this, that I don't have to face and deal with this. Because I don't know about you, but the, 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 the tests that I go through sometimes, I, sometimes I have multiple tests. They look exactly the same. You know why that is? It's because I flunked it. How many school teachers? Y'all know if they don't pass the first time, they got to take it again. Same test. Matter of fact, the t- y'all, get, y'all get sneaky. I know. Y'all get sneaky. Y'all put the same questions, but y'all rearrange them to try to mess with our heads. I know. I remember. But you'll face the same things until you learn. And to, to, when you surrender, the quickest way to learn through a test is surrender. And just trust that God's got you. Amen? 
And then it goes on to say, Philippians 4, 7 says, and this is why, this is why we go to God with everything. Don't be anxious. Take it to him. Oh, I've got a hangnail. Take it to him. Oh, I've got, I, I've got cancer. It doesn't matter if it's a small thing or you take everything. Somebody say everything. Everything to God. And this is what happens when you do. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What's the first thing that gets attacked when you, when, when you start going through something? Your mind and your heart. See, your mind, and then, and then, and then it's attached to your heart, and then, and then what's going to happen is you're going to walk away. So when you will surrender to God, submit to him, What am I saying? This is what I'm saying. In all things, in all things, be grateful. Worship God regardless. And and, and just know the answer's coming. He's going to give you the answer. You're guaranteed to have the peace of God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this in the NIV. Trust in the Lord. Stop. Trust in the Lord. Not Facebook. Not the economy. Not the government. I've told people all the time who are nervous about their job. Let me tell you something. If God gave you that job, I mean, people, people go to work in fear. There is nothing that someone else can do. If God gave you that job, there is nobody else on planet earth that is more powerful than, from, than him to take it away. And you say, but I got fired. Okay, then guess what? That's what God wanted to happen. I'm not going to live in fear that I got to worry about so-and-so going to see me do this. So-and-so heard me say, listen, there is not anything that somebody can do or say on your behalf to undo what God is doing in your life. (laughs) Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not. Somebody say lean not. Lean not on your own understanding. That's, That's pretty smart because half the time I don't understand. And you've heard me say this. I don't always understand what God's doing, but I trust his heart for me. That has gotten me through the past six months. I don't understand. I don't need to understand. Because if I needed to understand, then that says, God, I'm right up there. I'm, I'm right there next to you. No, no, no. There's not a secondary seat by the throne. of. There's no secondary. I don't need to know. All I need to know is he's got me. He's in control. And I trust his plan for me. If that job fires me, guess what? Bless God, there's a, he's got something better for me. See, when you live a surrendered life, it, it takes out all the other stuff, all the other equations that the, the, the world tries to put all this doubt and fear and anxiety and anxiousness. Be anxious for nothing. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways. One translation says, acknowledge him. Baby, I want to do more than just acknowledge him, more than just tip my hat. Then This translation says, submit to him. Submit to him. And he will make your paths straight. How do I trust, how do I trust in the Lord with all my heart? By leaning not. Leaning not. Leaning not. Don't lean on on someone else's opinion. Stop leaning on what the news says. Stop leaning on what society... Stop. Do not lean on that. Don't, don't Don't even lean on your own understanding. Lean on... Y'all remember that song? Lean on me when you're not strong. Say. I'll help you carry. 
and I'll help you carry on for it won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to I don't know who wrote that song, but the original concept came from heaven. See, you can lean on me because before too long, I know I'm going to need to lean on you. How do I do that? By acknowledging and submitting to God. God, you can handle it. You got it. I take my hands off. Nudge somebody around you. Tell them, say, let God lead. Let God lead. Let God lead. How do I even start this? By stop leaning on everybody else and lean on Jesus. What am I saying? No matter what you're going through, if you'll start leaning on God, I promise everything is going to be all right. Remember that song? I need to be on a cruise ship right now. Everything going to be all right. I can hear those little, the little, the little, that, 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 that little drum. It's not a drum. It's that, what's it called? Dude, I love that. It don't, it don't even matter. Y'all could break out one of those on the street right outside Walmart, and I would just, I'd sit down in a, in a chair with you, and we'd just be hanging out. It just does something to me. Just do, that's okay, too. Yeah, yeah. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Second thing Mama said, as an adult, I would call my mom back home when I was up in Georgia making my own stupid jacked-up decisions. Y'all know. Mama knew when the phone rang, just like y'all know when the phone rings. Y'all know that one kid, because then all your kids like Jesus. Come on now. Come on. Not, not mine. Not mine. Not mine. Not mine. Not mine. I know y'all watching. All y'all girls are just like Jesus. Y'all so, see, I get myself in trouble. Point number two. I would call back and I would tell her, I would say, Man, I can't believe that they're doing this to me and I can't believe this is happening. This is, what, this is what she said. You can't worry about what everybody else is doing. Just worry about you. Today's translation, just do you, boo. Just do you. And if you have one of these mamas, get your nose out of everybody else's business. You ever heard that one? Yeah. And this issue has been magnified today because we have all kinds of resources to get into everybody else's business. Facebook. You get to see what everybody else is doing. We get caught up in whatever. We get caught up in how, what, where they're going and what they're doing and, and, and their sin and their sin. How about your sin? Can I tell you one of the biggest sins that, that hit the church? Y'all ready for this one? Gossip. gossip now we'll cloak it and call it a prayer request huh sure we will did y'all hear about did y'all know that well we just need to pray see we can say whatever we want to about anybody as long as we say the words we just let's just pray about it no you just had a gossip session and that's a sin Somebody say, why are you talking about that? Because my first, my first responsibility is to protect this house and to protect you. Get your nose out of everybody else's business. It's one of the biggest reasons people outside the church will not come inside the church. It's one of the biggest reasons that people inside the church leave. That's not a prayer request. That's gossip. Can I give you a little nugget? Can I give you a nugget? Ready? Some of you will never get to the next level until you change the people and the group 
that you're hanging out with. Yeah, but these my people, B. These my people. They've been, they my ride or die. They've been here. This is my best friend. Yeah, but your best friend is holding you back from where God wants you to be. You know why that is? Because your best friend recognizes that you, there's actually something greater on you, and you're called to be somewhere else, and they don't want you to leave because they'll be stuck there by themselves. How do I know? How, how, do, how do I know if they're the right friends for me? Are they speaking life into you? Example. You're going through a hardship in your marriage. You go to your buddies at work, and you tell them what's going on. And are they speaking life and said, hey, have you talked to your pastor yet? Instead, they say, well, you should just leave, man. You shouldn't have to put up with that. You should just go on. Hey, girl, me, nah, I, you just need to leave him. There's a lots of other fish in the sea. I just changed this talking about you ladies. Are they your friend? Are they speaking life into you? Are they trying to see you succeed in life, succeed in your marriage, succeed in your home? Do you feel like you're always getting caught up in drama? I remember, I'm, I'm talk, what would mama say? These are things that mama would say, would sit down and have a conversation with us today. Do you feel like you're always getting caught up in drama? Listen, it matters who you're connected to. Get your nose out of everybody else's business so that you can grow and get to the next level of the things and the places that God is calling you to be. Proverbs 26, 17 says this. Oh, I love this. This is the NLT. Interfering. Everybody say interference. Interfering in someone else's argument is as foolish as yanking a dog's ear. Getting involved in somebody else's drama. Somebody say, what's that mean? Okay, when you get home today, go to your neighborhood, look for the nastiest, ugliest. I'm not talking about nastiest. I'm talking about the baddest looking pit bull is what I'm talking about, pit bull. You go find that dog and you go yank him by the ears. I'm talking about a dog you do not know. That would be foolish. But yet we will get involved in somebody else's drama. Somebody say, what you talking about? I see the comments on Facebook just like you. Some of you will get so beside yourself over an ad, just an ad, you know, sponsored ad. You're getting your nose in someone else's. You're getting caught up in someone else's opinion. And the enemy loves for you to get caught up because then you'll just, you'll just start swirling around. There's a, because the enemy recognizes and knows there's a place that God is calling you to be. And if he can get you distracted. Stop getting involved in everybody else's stuff. Sometimes it's hard pastoring people. The third thing mama would say. I told you it's going to be simple. Forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them. I got all day. Forgive them. I have. No, you haven't. How do you know? Because when I said it, you thought about it, and your, your heart just started beating a lot faster. Forgive them. It's something that both my parents were notorious for telling me on numerous occasions. And it's usually a lot easier said than done. 
I, I, I know that because some of y'all said the same thing. <laughs> Sounds real good, B. Keep saying it. It sounds good, but you just don't know. I do know. Forgive them. I had a conversation with somebody just this week that said, I'm having a hard time because, and the, and the hurt didn't even happen to me. It happened to somebody else in my family, and I'm hurt and frustrated about that, and it's not even me. Forgive them. Dad would always remind me, it's in Romans 12, 19, I can't remember. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I'm like, he would always tell me that. Like, just take your hands off. God will handle it. God, I was like, yeah, Dad, but there's another verse that says we're called to be his hands and feet. Can I please be a part of, of God giving it to him? Anybody ever been there? I learned a long time ago that you're withholding the discipline of God handling other people because if, you're, if you are involved, because then the attention is going to come back on you and it's going to look like you did it. God doesn't want to share that with anybody else. So if something's happened to you, forgive. Forget it. God will handle it. And God will do a much better job at bringing the discipline. Just a little help there for you. The battle is the Lord's. You just need to be still. Dad would tell me that over and over and over. Just be still. My parents understood that if I didn't learn how to forgive, I would carry around unnecessary hurt and pain and not even recognize it, not even realize it. Everybody in this room under the sound of my voice, has probably, not probably, you have been hurt by someone at some point in your life. Hurt is contagious and spreads quickly. I like to say it this way, hurt people, hurt people. Let me show you how fast it'll spread. You ever had somebody pop off at your work? Pop off at you at work? You know, you, you, you was trying to be nice and they... Dang, Jonathan, why'd you drop that stuff, man? Are you, you, it's coming out your next check. You, you, you done busted up all that wood. You ever had somebody pop off on you? You was having a good day. You, you actually had devotions, read the devotional on the church page. Man, praise the Lord, it's going to be a great day. Accidents happen, things happen. Somebody pops off at your work, then what happens? Then you get in your truck, and you start listening to that frustrating radio station, you know, the one that has nothing but bad news. And then what's happening? Something's boiling on the inside. It's fueling you, right? And then, and then, and then you turn on that, that frustrating music. <laughs> I don't know what kind of music you listen to. Maybe it's Amazing Grace, whatever, all day long. But I'm just telling you, Amazing Grace is not sometimes what I want to hear when I just got blessed out by somebody. Come on, y'all be, y'all be holy. I'm going to be real. Huh? Come on now. And you turn on that frustrating radio, and then, yeah, time to go home. Clock out. You walk in the door. Honey said, hey, honey, how was your day? It was a great day. What you want for supper? What you mean what I want for supper? I'm having to make decisions all day long. You should have already known what I wanted to eat. What just happened? Somebody, some of y'all said, I don't know. It sounds like you just showed up at my house. <laughs> no, what just happened? 
that, that same hurt that was in somebody else then came to you because of an accident and then, and then, the, and then, and then the enemy because you're listening to music or, or listening to frustrating radio or whatever talk radio and, and then it starts brewing and then now you're frustrated, mad, upset and then you drag it into your house and then you take it out on all your kids and then I bring it in here and I'm frustrated because people writing stupid asinine stuff about me on Facebook. I learned new stuff. I, I probably should stop. I learned new stuff about myself from people that don't even know who I am. I do. I get new titles every week. And then I, and then I get mad. Then I'm upset. Then I'm going to come up here and I'm going to start, start, just start, bleh. What happened? The enemy planted a seed and it went throughout my entire body and now I'm transferring it to you. Hurt is transferable. Hurt people hurt people. The people who need the forgiveness the most are the people who are running around hurting everybody. Listen. New pain is an indicator of old pain. New pain is an indicator of old pain. Example, maybe you cut yourself at work this week. You got you got it, it's real tender, right? You got tender. And then, and then you come to church, and bless the Lord, all ten of the greeters have to high-five like this all the way in, right? Right. You had a pain from earlier this week on all of them. And then you come in here, and you're frustrated, and then Pastor B gets up, and you're like, you're looking at him. Look at his little, look, look at his little smart ball hit itself. He's probably the one that told them to high-five. And now you're mad at me over something that didn't even, didn't even involve me. You got, a, you got hurt later in the week. That's why we tell our leadership team all the time, before you come in here and serve, leave that hurt at home. Leave that argument, leave that, that, cuss, that, that cuss session you just had with your spouse and your kids, leave that in the van, leave that in the minivan before you come in here. Because what will happen is, the, 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 then the enemy is going to use that frustration to block any blessing that God has for you today. And when does normal fights happen? When do kids lose their mind? On Sundays, on the way to church. They do. Yep. And if he's and if he's and if he's really if he's really got it in for you, it'll happen before matter of fact, it'll happen the night before. And what do y'all say? Not even not not even not even going to church tomorrow. You already made the decision. It's true. That's real life stuff. Forgive. 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 You're taking notes, write that down. Just write that as big as you can in your paper. Forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them. He said, I want you to get this. I'm almost done. Listen, the only way an offense knows how to communicate is to offend someone else. People who carry a spirit of offense, the only way they know how to communicate is to offend someone else. Unresolved pain is a magnet for new pain. I'm giving y'all some, some nuggets. Unresolved pain Pain that you, will, you refuse to let go of. Pain that you, forget, you, you refuse to forgive someone for. Is a magnet for new pain. Unrelinquished hurt is, is like trash in a trash can. You ever looked in your trash can? What's in there? Trash. You ever looked in there and been like, well, that doesn't belong in there. No, because everything. Trash attracts trash. Hurt attracts hurt. And in your life, if you keep holding on to that garbage we call hurt, I'm, I'm trying to help somebody today. 
I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get somebody to get some freedom today. If you keep holding on to that pain, if you keep holding on to that frustration, no matter how valid it may be, the hurt is real. I understand. I get it. I've been there too. If you keep holding on to it, unfortunately, that hurt, pain, and frustration, more hurt, frustration, and pain will find you. If you refuse to let it go, there will be, it's got relatives. Pain's got relatives. Mark my words. One offense will always lead to another. And without even realizing it, now you're carrying around this hurt and this pain. And you'll begin to hurt and show pain towards others. Misery does not like to be by itself. Misery loves company. That's why they saying this and they saying that. And let's get all of us frustrated about it. Because misery loves company. Hurt loves hurt. It's fueled by more hurt. I get it. Hurt hurts. Every one of us have been hurt. It's real. But I'm telling you, you can be set free today. If I say nothing else, you can be set free from hurt today. In closing. In closing. Today on Mother's Day weekend, Jesus wants you to be set free. By knowing that he's in control, get your, get, get, get your nose out of everybody. God's in control. Get your nose out of everybody else's business. Mama said. No, Jesus is saying it today to tell you. From the smallest pain to the worst pain, Forgive. Somebody said, well, you mean I, I got to have a conversation with that person? No, you don't. Listen, that's a misconception. You do not have to, act, you do not have to go to them. But I got to, yeah, I know, I get it. I, I got to tell them how, I want, I want them to know how they made me feel. Sure, hurt wants people to hurt. I want you to feel the same thing I felt. I want you to feel bad about it. Let me set you free from that thought. That I have to go have a conversation. You don't have to have a confrontation or a conversation. Because most of the time, a conversation will turn into a confrontation. And then you're going to have a bigger issue. Forgiveness is demonstrated the best when you let it go. Real forgiveness is demonstrated at its finest when you let it go. Listen, forgiveness isn't saying what they did is okay. Forgiveness is saying it's not okay for me to still stay tied to it. That's what forgiveness is. It has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with you. Because they're living their life. They don't care. You're the one that's bound. I've been the one that's bound. This is what Jesus said about forgiveness. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says this. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not, not forgive you. Now, this is hard for us to swallow sometimes because people say, well, B, you mean to tell me that, that God is making grace conditional on whether I forgive someone else? That's exactly what he said. But forgiveness just seems so hard, Pastor B. Let me explain. 
Let me explain. How many of y'all like boats? Y'all like boats? I like boats. I've always wanted a yacht. I know I'll never have one. I'd probably get a canoe. I could, I could get Michael to stencil on the side of it. It says yacht. Y'all be like, y'all seen Pastor B? Yeah, he was on the sw- down on the Swanee with his yacht. <laughs> well, must be nice, Pastor. See, that's how it works. But it doesn't matter if you have a big boat or a little boat. The process of, of I want to make sure I say the word right. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's what it was. Because I was like, oh, my gosh. I had to ask somebody. And y'all like, and you want a boat? You don't even know what it's called? <laughs> it's got one of them little things and one of them little things. I don't know. No. I called it de-docking, but it's actually called casting off from the dock. It doesn't matter if you have a big ship or a little canoe. See, a ship and a boat is supposed to be going out into the wild blue yonder. That's what, that's what it was created for. It was never meant to stay at the dock, tied to the dock. But see, but see, we'll come in, we'll, we'll tie it off. In order for me to, to, to push off, cast off, everybody say cast off. In order for me to catch, it doesn't require anybody else. That dock cannot talk me out of it. There doesn't even have to be anybody on the dock. If I want to take my boat out and go do what, what my boat was designed to do, all I got to do is walk up and drop that rope back in my boat and cast it off. That's all it takes. Nobody has to say anything. Nobody ha- nobody getting, there's nobody to approve if that gets to happen. It's my boat. You were created to live on the wild blue yonder. You have purpose. It doesn't require anybody else to cast off that hurt. All you got to do is let it go. This is what God showed me this morning. I already had the anchor, but this is what he showed me on the way. I was like ready to like skip worship and just get right to the end of the message to this point right here. This is what he showed me. Some of us have hurt in our lives. You know, this is actually designed to stop the boat, right? Put it in and it'll keep you. But you can actually put it in the, inside the boat and you can move and it, it doesn't have the power. Can you imagine if you were to be riding in your boat and all of a sudden this just fell out and fell off? And you're just, you're just coasting along. and Huh? Because the anchor fell. It dropped. It dropped. But, but, but I need this anchor because it, it, it helps me. We pet our hurt. We carry it with us wherever we go. Listen. God wants somebody in here to cast off. Let it go. The enemy is trying to destroy your life. And he will if you let him. I'm not going to be one of those pastors that sits by on the sideline and watches people pacify their hurt. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. Well, they'll get mad at you, B. So what? 
if they if they actually feel the charge and feel the challenge and feel the energy that I'm feeling, they have the power and the ability of the Holy Spirit of God to let. If, if I didn't have to return this thing to somebody, I, y'all know, let it go. You can do it. Don't tell me you you don't tell me you've forgiven people if you're still talking about it. If this is hitting home, good. And some of y'all's hurt isn't so out in the open. It's tucked away in the bottom of the ship. You know why? Because you don't ever have to, you don't ever have to use this. Because you just you just coasting through. You, you, you never get to a place in life where you actually want to, you know, put it down for a little bit. So so you, this is just in the bottom of the boat. You don't even but it's still there. That hurt's still there. You know when it'll surface? You know when that hurt will surface? When, some, when, when something even looks like what that other person did to you. I, I just want, I want to see people set free. If you would, just stand all over this room. I want to pray for you today. Let's, let's move this because this would, this would be an accident. Maybe you're here today and God sent you for nothing else than to hear these words. Whatever your situation, he is in control. I don't know who I'm talking to, but whatever it is, God is in control. Take your hands off. You've been hearing a lot of this, been hearing a lot of that. Poison, hurt, been hearing it, been reading about it, been talking about it. Get your nose out of other people's business. You got a boat. I've been hurt, B. The Holy Spirit of God is beckoning you today to forgive. forgive let it go in Jesus name Father I thank you for every person in this room if you enjoyed today's message I want to encourage you to like it or share it on social media or head over to our website at releasecitychurch.org and click on the giving link and help us to continue to share the message of Jesus and his hope with the world God bless you have an awesome week